Hey, what's up guys? Andrew here. Welcome to This Crypto Life, where I explore stories and conversations about Web3 and the future of finance. This podcast is not financial advice. Enjoy this episode. Tad, what's up, man? Good to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate you, man. You have anybody else I need to look out for to come up when they pull up? Oh, Bailey down there. I'm pretty sure that's the home. Yep, Bailey. That's the one. Bailey, he's part of the team Uh, as well. All right. So we'll do that. Yeah, definitely want to have your people on stage to vibe out. Uh, Target time is about an hour, uh, but definitely want to give you the time to tell your story. You know, don't don't rush through it. You know, we got time You know, I want people to really vibe out with um, your journey, you know, from um, where where you were born and and how you came up and stuff like that. And I definitely want to tap in. Uh, Bailey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, brother? Thank you for having us today. Uh, no problem. No problem. We're chilling. We're chilling. Uh, Crypto Rob, what's up, man? How are you? How are you? Sorry, I'm uh, running a little late. I was on the phone with my daughter. No, you're good, man. You got to do the family time and stuff. So uh, that's that's extremely important. Uh, so, yeah, so it's been quiet for me today. Um, and I wanted to really have my mind focused on this conversation. Didn't want to look at any other news uh, happening in any space. Um, you know, whether that's news or, you know, social spaces or whatever. So I wanted to focus on here. Uh, Tat is here. Uh, hope, uh, hope your girl is feeling better. Um, Tat. Thank so. you. Thank you, man. She's actually, she's actually, we're in the same room. So we're going to be talking from the same phone. Uh, actually, uh, our dev down there, tech, he's part of the team as well. If you want to bring him up, man. Okay. Let me look for tech. Okay. Tech Reese. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So tech, come on up, come hang out. Good to see you. Pleasure, um, pleasure. Yeah, no, pleasure, pleasure to have you. Z, if you want to come up, feel free. I'll, I'll tag you back in. Just let me know how you feel. If you're moving around, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Excited to, to talk to y'all, man, because I know we've been hanging out in the same, you know, spaces, you know, spending a lot of time on Twitter spaces as as we chatted a little bit and uh, just trying to get some dope conversations and and pretty much um, amplify some projects that are not necessarily being amplified here. You know what I mean? So, um, so that was like, you know, that's my main vision right now for, you know, a lot of the conversations that I want to have people have stories to tell. And I, I want to give them the opportunity to tell those stories uh, for sure. So I just want to check one more thing here real quick. Um, and then we should be good. So, um, yeah, so, so Tat, man, introduce yourself and we'll, we'll go around a little bit. We'll do questions way later, but uh, talk to us, man. What's up with you and, and how did you, you know, come up with uh, the stuff that you've been working on? We'll talk about that, but uh, I want to hear your story, man. What's going on? Tell us your story, man. Man. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 9,000 Tat. Um, I, I, uh, started doing music, man. Okay. So I'll start from the beginning. I, I was born in Cuba. Uh, spent 12 years of my life in Cuba, living there. Um, and when I was 12, we came over to the U S uh, so, and I'm 22 right now. So we've been in the U S for about 10 years. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. It's been, I mean, it's a life lesson. I think, uh, a lot of immigrant children, especially like what I've seen from, from the islands, like Dominican Republic, you know, Puerto Rico, uh, Cuba and all that stuff. Um, they, you know, we, we don't get a chance to really be children because of the situations that happen down there, you know, um, are tough. A lot of things that are tough that children shouldn't be seeing and, and a lot of different ways of growing up that are very, very different from, uh, you know, the American culture. Right. Um, and, and that was, you know, that was me as a child. I, I lived in a dangerous neighborhood. I should, I, I could say, 
Um, and, and I had to grow up real quick. So when I got here, uh, things definitely got a lot easier for us. Um, but it was never a walk in the park, right? Things, uh, I'm, I'm super grateful for everything that I do have today, hundred percent, because I never had the opportunity, uh, the opportunities that I have, you know, in the, here in the U S uh, that I had, that I didn't have in Cuba. So, so super grateful for that. I started making music when I was 17 years old, so it hasn't been the longest time. Um, my second song I ever recorded was played on the radio. Um, I, uh, some, I wouldn't say performed at Webster Hall, but I've been on stages with uh, Webster Hall with, uh, with uh, Kanye's artist, 070 Shake. That was the first people to introduce me to the industry. Uh, and I've been rocking with them ever since. I'm managed by 070 Shake, uh, old management before she signed with Kanye. He still, signed, he still um, manages the 070 group. Um, and I was always part of that in a sense, right? So they always welcomed me and they always believed in me. Even when I was like not even half of the artists that I am today, I, I could say they believed in me and they knew that I would, you know, develop to be a, 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 a you know, a good artist. I, um, you know, they always told me that they always believed in me. So yeah, I was doing music until the last like year or so, like obviously the pandemic, we had a studio, we were renting out a studio and I would work out of there. I learned how to mix and master in there and all that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so the pandemic hit and everything got shut down. Obviously the whole world went into, uh, into a different mode, right? The world was not the same as we knew it and everything started to change as a whole. So we had to shift with, with the whole, with the whole thing. Uh, I had to go back to, you know, living back with my parents and, and stuff like that, um, because of the events. But honestly, if I say that was a curse, that was a gift and a curse at the same time. Obviously, I didn't want to lose my studio. But the reason why I'm here today is because of that, right? I, I found the NF, the uh, crypto space first, which is where I met tech uh, through David Gokstein. Uh, he was he used to have spaces all the time. And uh, that was something that, you know, allowed me to connect with people I would have never thought I would have connected with. Like this space is something incredibly different from anything. Like my, my lady and I were discussing yesterday. Like I was like, oh, hey, I talked to this gentleman here and he helped Google develop the, you know, a lot of the VR stuff they do today. And, and he's advising, uh, big video game companies. Like, dude, I would have never talked to those people in real life. Right. Like I would have never seen myself, found myself at an event to be able to talk to, you know, people of that, um, you know, just, just those type, those kind of people, the people that do like a lot of cool technology stuff. I'm more in the music industry, like I said. So I would have never seen myself in a space with them, but this space, Twitter spaces and clubhouse and such allows us to connect with different people. And that's why I find myself here today, right? Uh, through the crypto space. Um, I knew about NFTs before crypto, but I never really knew how to per se find out more and get more in depth and how to research properly and such things like that. Uh, but through the crypto space, I started learning more about NFTs. Uh, tech has been a big, you know, a big key factor in, in my life as far as like the knowledge that I have, because he's been doing this for many, many years. Um, you know, he'll talk, I'll let him talk about himself, but yeah, he's been a big key factor in, in the knowledge that I've gathered today. Uh, and I feel like the knowledge that the group, the team as a whole has, because he's been doing it for so long, uh, so that he's taught us a lot. And, and like I said, in this space, you can, you can really learn anything. Um, so yeah, a year, I would say like eight months ago, uh, Elmer and I started working on it randomly one day. I just, uh, I woke up like it was like four in the morning and I was like, uh, I know this is about to sound crazy, but is there any way that you can turn a fork into a human? And she looks at me like, 
what are you talking about? Like, what are you saying to me right now? I was like, a fork into a human. Like, I know, excuse me, I know there's a lot of uh, animals in the space and, and things like that. Why don't we do something different? And she was like, oh, are you crazy? But I'll try it. She sketched something out with her finger. I don't even think we had the iPad. I don't even think we had an iPad at the time. I think it was with her finger, like on the phone or something. And uh, I was like, I really want to do this because as uh, weird as this sounds, I think you can make it happen because she's been an artist since she was a young kid, like young child. Like um, she's been doing a lot of um, like physical art though. She never done any digital. This is the first digital art she's ever done. She's done a lot of jewelry and a lot of polymer clay work and everything like that. So I knew she could do it. So I said, okay, let's, let's buy the iPad and let's buy the, the Apple Pencil. So I bought it, you know, uh, had, to, had to find change because times are, you know, times were tough. And uh, I, I ended up buying it. And I said, I, I believe in this. I really do. And she sketched the first one out and I was like, oh, this could really be something. And then she sketched the second one and I was like, this is just getting better and better. We showed a couple of friends, uh, including tech. And everyone's first reaction was, this is going to be big. This this could really like shift the space so a lot because again, there is not like at the time, at the time, I gotta remember it's it was eight months ago. So at the time there was nothing but animals in the space. Like there was no like other thing. Like now you can find like uh the chill pills, uh you got the like there's a juice box product or project. There's a bunch of them, right? But back then it was super different. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Um and we ended up making it. Miranda Miranda started to learn uh, the ins and outs of, uh, of this other program she started working with. And then she eventually throughout the middle of the project, she shifted to procreate because it's just so much better. Uh, it's, it's interactive. It's, it's way better to work with. So, uh, we got procreate and started working on that, but, um, yeah, yeah. There's like I said, I'm I'm like all over the place. I'm trying to tell you everything. As no, that's as good, can, man. <laughs> no, we we good. Yeah, no, no rush, man. No rush. But I definitely want to hear from Miranda. You said is that how? Yeah, it, I pronounce Miranda it or El Miranda, whichever one works. Yeah, how's she feeling? Will she be able to, she, to chat she, with us and just uh, share? Her she's tough. She 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 doesn't feel the best, but she's definitely here to. to yeah. To speak. Hi, everybody. Um, sorry. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, sorry if I sound a little congested. I I've been dealing with a a little bit of a cold for the past couple of days, but I'm here. Um, <laughs> pushing through, and I'm excited to talk to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Just wanted to hear your your journey and and the art. You know the the maturation process of the art over, I guess um, the the last couple of months into the the project actually becoming live. So um, just want to hear your thoughts on that if you can. Yeah, absolutely. So um, a little bit of what he was saying earlier um you know he he came to me with that crazy idea one night and I've always been very much involved with art as far as um more physical aspect of things um like painting drawing um I, I work with polymer clay a lot that kind of thing so it was the first time I was ever attempting um to take things digitally and for <laughs> for the very first sketches of this to where we are now um i've seen my art evolve into something that i i look at and i'm like very taken back and you know i i gained this confidence in myself as far as where i started to now that it's like 
you know, it's just incredible because it's given me the ability to be proud of myself in a sense. And that is something that I've kind of lacked on um, throughout my life. I've, you know, I've always been like, oh, I don't know what I want to do when I when I get older. And, you know, I I was always kind of all over the place. So, you know, my journey with this art and you know, just experiencing day by day and, and where I could go with things and where I can expand has really gave me that ability of just learning as an individual, as a person. And I really feel like it has made me as a better artist, a better individual, like a a better partner. Like, you know, I've, I've just been so, so grateful for this whole process. And, you know, I I do say, um, it's not always easy. (laughs) Like, uh, there's definitely been some times where I kind of want to pull my hair out a little bit just because, um, you know, with our specific project, uh, we decided to go with different silhouette types. So with learning, um, that when you do choose different head shapes, not every layer can fit on every head shape. Like it all has to be designed very specifically to each type. So there was a lot of like going back to redo certain things, going back to layer things correctly, making sure that when it is all coded and rendered out, that it would be flawless and and smooth and and look perfect. So <laughs> there's definitely been some tears shed along the ways. Um, but you know that's that's just part of the process and that's part of growing and and learning. And I can honestly say that it has been an absolute blessing as far as the whole journey. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. You mentioned uh, some hurdles along the way. So I definitely want to hear uh, Tat and then I will definitely uh, hear your thoughts on the hurdles along the way. You know, the conversations that we don't like to have, but they're definitely part of the journey. Right. We want to we want to give the Instagram snapshot, which is why I was saying to Tat, there's there's no rush. You know, we're here to hear your story. We definitely want to hear from from Bailey as well and tech, you know, from the, the smart contract side of things, the engineering side of things, the dev side of things. But typically what I hear when I hear projects, it's always the elevator pitch because there's other projects on stage. So you're only sharing maybe five to 10 minutes of whatever you want to get out, right? Um, on, on that particular Twitter spaces or whatever it is, which is why I wanted to design this in such a way where this is this is your floor, right? We're listening to you tell your story. We we got everybody on the sofa doing their thing, and we just want to hear from you. So so let's talk about uh, for a little bit before we get into you know the actual project and the roadmap and and of course the other team members who are here. Um, some of the struggles, man. I mean, you mentioned you know growing up, but what about struggles within the actual process of making the project? Tat, and then we'll go to uh, Miranda. Man, uh, there's been definitely tough times. I mean, even to this day, like we're 22 years old, right? And, and there's a lot of things that experience can only do for you, right? Like you can do everything that you want. You can study a lot of these things, but the experience of being here and exercising those things that you're saying you're going to do or those things that you studied, uh, that it has a lot of value to it, right? Being 22, uh, coming from an immigrant family that I, you know, I told my parents to invest in crypto. I was the one to put the first foot forward and like, um, in a sense, break that generational curse because of the lack of resources that we, that my family has never had. Right. Uh, so me being the youngest out of the family, I felt like, uh, I, I need to take on this role in a sense of like, 
you got to mature very quickly. You had, you had to mature very, very quickly. Now let's mature into the business side of things as well. Not only, um, the way you speak to people, the way that you, um, you, you act, the way that you don't want to do the typical 22 year old stuff. Like not only that, now let's take it to a business aspect. Right. And it's been difficult. It's been very difficult to manage people, uh, or manage your time when you have different people to worry about or different things to worry about, especially such a space like the NFT space, because it is so new and, and like, very it's very young so like nobody like none of us like don't get it twisted none of us know what we're doing a lot of us are very good at acting like we know what we're doing but none of us essentially know what we're doing there's no regulation from the government there's nothing like that yet right and it is coming we can't we cannot say that those things are not coming eventually they will all end up here uh, i speak on on that a lot about the music industry those big industries that take money have been taking money for many years from these uh, artists, they're going to be here one day. They're going to want to get a piece of the pie and they're going to find a way to get in here. Now, it's our our job to not let them rule everything that we do and allow us this Web3 space to stay as Web3 as possible with some some changes and some rules because, uh, I mean, there's too many people getting money stolen from them and lack of knowledge and lack of teaching. And it's a lot of hopium that's, that's being tossed around in this space. I know tech can agree with me on that as well, because we've seen many, many rug pulls in this space from people that we thought were, you know, a one, so to say, but, uh, yeah, with that, that's been my biggest struggle. The biggest struggle has been to really learn how to manage it all, how to, um, like communicate in a sense of like, we have so many things in the background, but I feel like we've lacked a little bit on how to communicate it to, to, to the public. Right. And that's what we're working on now. And I feel like the plans we have in mind, the things we have in mind are really going to grab it, you know, grab people's attention, uh, in a way that we've never done it before. But, um, as far as me, I, actually, that's been, that's been the biggest struggle. It's been just learning how to manage all of this that's going on, all these, you know, interviews and you got, you got to schedule things out. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all over the place, man. I'm a person that's all over the place. Miranda gets, Miranda gets, gets angry with me sometimes because she's like, you got to settle down. You got to find a way to, to make everything fit and make it make sense and organize it all. Because if not, you're going to run yourself crazy. Uh, which happens to me a lot. So I got to sometimes I got to sit down, sit back and be like, okay, what do I have to do today and manage it all, you know, all along the way. I love that. I love that. Miranda, what about you? The non Instagram version of, of the struggles. <laughs> um, what, what, what's going on? Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, there, there has been some struggles as far as the art itself, but more importantly than that, I feel like I've gone through a struggle that, you know, not, not many people, um, highlight or focus on in a sense. I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert. Um, you know, most typical artists are, um, they, you know, when you speak to artists, they'll mainly tell you like their way of expressing themselves is through their art. So they may not be, um, super vocal or super like, okay with the spotlight on them. You know, it's, it, it, it's a bit of, um, you know, it gives me a bit of anxiety to, you know, talk to a lot of people like on these platforms and stuff like that, just because in my typical day-to-day -day life, I, I wouldn't necessarily do so. Um, so I, I would like to say that that has been more of this, of a struggle for me as far as really like just coming down to myself and understanding that, um, you know, people, people do want to hear from me. People do, you know, 
like my art and, you know, people like to talk to me and it's kind of been something that it's like, oh, wow. You know, like, um, it's more of like a confidence issue, I guess, that I, I have within myself, but it's just been really learning like throughout the way that it's okay to be like a person. It's okay to open up and talk to these people. Um, and, and I do have to say, I, I have to give a huge shout out to the community that we have. They, have been so absolutely amazing and loving and caring and just so incredibly supportive along the way. And it has made it so much easier for me to, you know, just speak and and let my heart out and, you know, kind of just like get to know these people, be vulnerable and transparent with everybody. Because like I said, like some, it's hard for some artists. It's, it's definitely something that's nerve wracking. And, um, it, it, I guess it, it's not always sunshine and rainbows on the other side of the phone. You know, like I, I have to like meditate beforehand and, and really like sit down with myself and, and just understand that this is truly a project, not for me, but for people. And and that's why I do this. You know, like if it was just for me, I, I would definitely sit there and be like, Oh, I, I don't know. Like this makes me nervous. I, I don't know if I could talk to people, but at the end of the day, when I look at this, like this project was not made for, for Tatiko and I, this project was made to give back to communities and, and feed those in need and, and just expand in, in so many different ways. And we have so many things planned for the future that is going to hopefully make an impact on the world, you know, and, and that is why I do it. And that's what keeps me going. And, you know, that, that's just one of those things that it's like, it's beautiful because I'm able to overcome that fear and anxiety of, you know, stage fright, pretty much. Um, it, it was always something I kind of dealt with, like in high school, like, you know, you, you don't really want to go up in front of the class and, and talk to your speech just because it's like, oh, you know, w- what are people going to think about me or, or maybe not even that, you know, so it, it's, that's definitely been my biggest struggle in a sense. But um, I, I have to say, I'm very, very blessed. And it, and it has definitely been, been so awesome and just amazing so far. I definitely appreciate that. I want to welcome Christina, Mr. Viet, Bria on stage. Um, I want to um, I want to talk about utility, but I definitely want to um, give full disclosure about how I feel about it. Right. And and the, the thing about utility for me is this. If I like the art, I don't necessarily care about utility that much. Right. But I do understand utility for many is either the community part, the educational part, right? The access, right? To opportunities and even making more money because you hold that particular thing, right? So I definitely want to talk about utility a, a little bit uh, from from however you guys want to answer that and then definitely jump in Bailey and tech. Um, so I'm not big on utility like that, right? I got into mofos. I'm definitely looking into getting in your project as well, uh, for sure. Um, I definitely want an ape. Right. The apocalyptic apes. Uh, shout out to them because I know we, we venture off in those communities as well and just hang out over there. And it's just for me, my main uh, PFP has no utility. I just saw the art and I just remembered where I was in my youth. And it reminds me a lot about how much I've grown since then. Right. That's it. So if that means something to somebody, right, they'll get the art. So let's talk about utility a little bit. 
Um, and whoever wants to take that, whether it's Tech Bailey or, or Tad or Miranda, um, let's talk about utility for your project. I could definitely, I could definitely take that. I mean, it was something that, uh, to us was a no brainer, right? Um, the, at first it didn't start this way, but eventually as we got through again, those learning curves and, and everything like that, we started to learn more about the space, uh, figured out what we were going to do with the art. Finally, uh, found a dev that was capable of doing the immense amount of things that had to be done for this project, you know, because it's so different with the eight, the, you know, all the bunch of, uh, different head shapes, like Miranda was saying, essentially, essentially the NFT space, mostly it's just the, the same head shape, uh, and just accessories on top of them. Right. Uh, with us it's very, very different. So we had to code it differently. I would let tech get into that, but utility, um, it's plain and simple, right? Most people, what they do is they donate once or whatever, which we don't bash that because at the end of the day, this space has allowed that, right? Like those people in need, um, a lot of people look at it in a bad way, but it's like, to me, yo, if a project is donating $50,000 for a good cause, that's applaud that we have to applaud that because they decided to do something and $50,000 can change a lot of lives. You know what I mean? So, but with us, we want to do it just a little different. Uh, you know, we're forks and, and we all need a fork to eat. You know what I mean? So we decided to do 2% of our royalties on the secondary market sale. They're going to go towards a community wallet in which we'll have a DAO for our holders and our holders will be able to vote on what we do with that money, essentially. Right. Uh, so which which uh, charity do you guys want us to partner up with this month? Right. And then we'll put up a poll and whoever votes the most, they'll be able to get, you know, we'll be able to w work with them. So to me, that was something that uh, we I feel like we needed to do. Right. Um Forever for the rest real, of the time. real quick, Tad, dude, when you say two percent, you're not getting on a resale, you don't get a hundred percent, you're only getting eight percent of that resale. So you're saying almost a quarter of the eight percent that's coming back is going back up, correct? Appreciate that, Tag. Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. So two percent of eight percent, that's right. Two percent of eight percent will forever be donated, uh, you know, going into that wallet and then to be able to be donated. Whether, like I said, we can do a bunch of things with the community, and then another two percent out of that 8%, so half, we're giving half half to the to our community, right? The other 2% will be going towards a community wallet as well that will be ran through our DAO as well, but it'll be back to the holders, right? Essentially, um, if they want metaverse land for the project or they want uh, mining rigs for passive income, tech, he has a mining company. So like things like that, that will give value back to the holder as well, right? Um, and, and that's our main utility. There's a lot of things that we can discuss. And, and we also have a great project that we're working on as well. That will be after Mint Out. Um, it's uh, What the Fork Foods, which consists of uh, mystery boxes that you can mint and you'll get uh, snacks from all around the world. Uh, essentially, you can also get like, let's say you get one shipped to you and then like you could have a, a, an NFT in it and, and things like that. There's a lot of things that we're working on. Like I said, I'm not going to disclose too, too much about that because that is probably going to be one of the biggest things we do, to be honest. And we'd love to come back and discuss that when the time is right. Yeah, Absolutely. I just wanted to go ahead. I just want to add in there. Um, so I feel like a big thing, not only like community involvement or whatnot, but also like transparency, I feel like is key. So like all these like charities that are going to be chosen by our DAO or the, you know, the other 2% that's going to be chosen, like, what we do with it. Like all of this is going to be public. We're going to make sure that, you know, it's put out to the community on, you know, all our socials, things like that. Like, Hey, look, pretty much like a, a receipt of proof. Like, Hey, this is what you guys voted on. Here's a transaction. So like we, you guys know, as a community, like we're not like, you know, 
blowing smoke up your guys's you know what i'm saying so like i feel like transparency is very key on top of like and in, involving the community as much as we can no that's dope um especially you guys are part of the big voltron with a apes and and those guys and gals and the queens and and everything that's happening over there you know you just want to make everybody proud and and as they are supporting you and you're supporting them at the same time so I think there's there's a lot to be said about that community as well because I'm learning so much from them because I'm spending a lot of time there. Uh, the other thing I want to uh, tap in a little bit is um, what did you what traits or gifts did you uh, carry over to the NFT space from the music side, um, Tat? Um, just uh, some thoughts on that. Definitely want to hear. Man, that's a great question. You know, yo, you're asking questions nobody's asked me before. I love this, man. I really do. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. So. That's a good one. I mean, I think what I brought over with me is just a sense of like, be yourself, right? As a musician, I've been one of those musicians because a lot of people in the industry, they'll shape and shift to whatever it is that uh, either the label's telling you to make and then you you end up being unhappy about what you're making, but it's making the money. So the label's going to tell you to make whatever it is they want you to make, right? Um, and that's a great way to look at things, I guess, uh, from a business aspect. But I think that real will always prevail, right? That's always what I say. Um, and people will love my art and people will love everything that we do because if it comes from the heart, they'll always shine through, right? So that's one of those things that I definitely have carried over with me before the NFT space was one of those things, right? I would always make music that I wanted, that I wanted to hear and listen to the, you know, in the car when I go for a drive or whatever. Uh, and that's what I brought on with me. Like, I always want to be myself. Tech will tell you, I don't know how many times I bother him and saying, we got to perfect this. We got to perfect that. Yo, people, <laughs> some people like my manager, my music man, he'll be like, T, you got to let it go, man. Sometimes like, yo, T, come on, dog. Like, let's let's release the record. Or let's do this or let's do that. Or really, we're going to change this little tiny sound because I'm a perfectionist. That's something that I, I, I got to work on. But like, I feel like there's nothing wrong with that in a sense. But what, what makes it wrong for me is that I end up not releasing anything because of that perfectionist side. Um, I'm very picky. And then again, tech can speak to that as far as the art and everything. I wanted everything to be perfect, everything to be perfect in the smart contract, everything to be perfect and everything. Like even the dap, like I, I made this man sit down with me for a couple of hours just to build a dap. And he's like, dude, we're not, we're not even going to use that after we mint out, like that's going to disappear. And I'm like, tech, but we got to make it look good. And, and all that, that's something that I've grabbed with me. And I think, you know, essentially, um, it'll eventually help me as I start to mature. Um, even though I have to learn how to, uh, be a perfectionist in the right ways and not everything, I think that it will help me throughout my life. I appreciate that. So, um, before we do uh, open stage, I definitely want to hear Rob, if you have anything, and then we'll do popcorn style on stage before I jump into like the tech stuff with smart contracts. Cause I definitely want to hear how you guys built that. So Rob, uh, thoughts uh, from you and then we'll open it up to the stage. Yeah, no, I just want to commend you guys for a uh, job well done. I was looking at uh, the artwork and uh, love the roadmap um, and uh, and just, you know, the things that you guys are doing with the Dow and everything. So uh, uh, definitely uh, in a very inspiring story. And uh, just I just love the the project. So uh, definitely look to uh, to get into this one for sure. Support you guys. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you so much. It. Appreciate it, Rob. Anyone else on stage want to tap in? Uh, thoughts? How you feeling about uh, what you've heard thus far? All right, everybody's good. All right. I hope you guys are having a happy Monday. <laughs> it, is, it is Monday. It is Monday. 
<laughs> hope everybody's straight, but uh, thank you for being here. I appreciate y'all. Uh, so, um, so tech, I guess uh, it's it's you, right? Smart contracts, the the dev, the I'm engineering, here, here. the struggle, the the prize. Oh, so tell us, oh, man. tell us oh, what man. happened. So, so never met never met Tatiko or Miranda in life, right? Only strictly through through Twitter Spaces. Um, and I, you know, I became fond of Tatiko, very, very passionate young guy. I say young guy because I'm in my late 30s. I've been developing now over 20 years. I just got into uh, the decentralized development over the last year and a half. Um, but I saw I saw a, a, a group of people, honest people who wanted to get something done. Right. And sometimes the resources to, you know, that, that, that are needed to get there sometimes aren't there. And this is one of those moments for me where I was like, well, you know what? This is a way to give back. And uh, Tatiko and Miranda, they reached out to me. I think it was around September, September timeframe. I think they were working with someone who wanted to, to, to help them and develop it. But one of those things and, and Tatiko, you know, he, he alludes to it is you can't fake experience, right? Like when you're, when you're working with someone who's, who's been through the life cycle of developing things is an ebb and flow. Things just move faster. Um, and he reached out to me and, you know, told me what the situation was. I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about it. You don't got to pay me up front. None of that. We'll figure that out as the project, you know, uh, evolves. Um, and this was, this wasn't my first go round with an NFT project. This was my first go round doing the full stack, right? Where, you know, helping them with the generative art, helping them with the smart contract, helping them develop the DAP. Um, and it was just one of those things where it made me a better developer. One of those things is, is you're always, you're always getting better with each project. And, and, you know, uh, Miranda and Tat alluded to it on the, the, the fact that their collection has basically sub collections in it. So one of the, uh, one of the painstaking experiences was in the past, when I've dealt with pre with other NFT projects, there's this one concept that you can just iterate through and generate the entire collection. But with, with the forks, the subgenres or races or species, however you want to look at it, you know, you have the curly head, you have the Afro heads, you have the uh, the Bravo head. You got the samurai. Like all of these are different different silhouettes. Um, and when I remember the first time I tried to, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be a walk in the park. But lo and behold, I don't even know. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. I don't know how much of a perfectionist Tatiko is. I didn't know how many pieces they had in this collection. Um, and my computer crapped out on me. And I have I, I have multiple computers. I have one workstation that's very powerful that can accommodate a lot of things and it just kept crashing. And I'm like, Oh, so now this, this was the, this was the detail that I didn't know I was getting into, but it made my code base better. Something that would take us two days to generate. We've got it down where it takes us 30 minutes to generate the whole collection. Right. So this is something that this project made me better where, you know, my future projects will be a lot easier um, to, to, to just roll out. And then uh, when it came time for the smart contract, I'm, I'm, I'm one, I'm very hands-on, right? I've always been the one, all right, just give me a few instructions. I'm going to figure it out. But my experience served me well this time. I was like, you know what? Don't code anything, just consume content. 
consume as much of this decentralized content content as possible. Because one thing about uh, the decentralized, you know, uh, Web three blockchain is you make a mistake on a smart contract. One, the the money that you put up to deploy that smart contract, you're not getting that back because you made a mistake. You got to release another smart contract. Um, two, if there's any mistake in the code, there's just no undoing that. So whatever you roll out to mainnet, mainnet being Ethereum in this case, it could be anything from Matic, Solana, Binance. Um, in this case, was uh, Ethereum. You have to make sure you get it right the first time. Um, so you know, I I really 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 equip myself to to you know get to the point where we are today where we release a smart contract almost no hiccups from a smart contract perspective it was all configuration making sure we had the the right gas parameters but you know everything from unit testing to getting getting very intimate with the with the test net with the test net uh rinkaby test net um on on the, the Ethereum testnet and, 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 and the OpenSea testnet, all of these things is getting familiar with it to finally be able to come through and say, hey, we got the smart contract. And when we released it, it was the right one, very gas efficient. Um, and we have some intricacies that make it my own work. Like a lot of times you'll see a one-for-one copy on a smart contract and nothing wrong with that at the end of the day. If it gets the job done, it gets the job done. Um, but if the artwork is, is, is original, Right, because what we see a lot right now is a lot of eight projects, a lot of this, a lot of that, and it's basically the same thing. These guys are coming with something original. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna come up with something original too, and I put in some anti-bot or bot-resistant measures in the smart contract, um, and then from there we went to the DAP, and and th- everything just just worked out. But it, it was it was it, we had to respect the process, you know, and and then I also had to work with Tat and Amarinda, Amarinda. She's a saint. Not, not once did she ever complain. She just she just soldiered on and, and drew every every single piece they had to do. And then the the, the hardest part working with with Tatiko was he's a perfectionist and he alludes to this. And and that's where I had to get I mean, taking it back. I had to get more efficient with with the 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 outcomes of my code because one day we generate the entire collection and then and then Tat is seeing. Oh, that chain doesn't fit perfectly on all on the turtlenecks or or some specific type, and I'm like, oh my god! And the whole time I'm doing this, I'm not getting paid, I'm not complaining. It's it's making me, you know, better and whatnot. But it was just, it was, it wasn't something that was, you know, easy, cut and dry, straightforward. There was some, you know, some some will or grit had to be brought out to see these things through. And many nights where we were up at three in the morning, four in the morning, going through the whole catalog of accessories to make sure, you know, the collection when it, when it, when it you know, is generated and mints out, is something that people would be like, these people took their time with this. You know, I, I think there was a project, I want to say the name of it a few months ago, did very well up front until all the little discrepancies started coming out. And then people were like, well, you guys half-assed this. And then the community walked away from it. So it was, it was those little things. And, and you know, I feel it's a good cause. Um, you know, it's a noble cause to to stand up a, a, a project that, you know, is funded by the public and can use some of those funds to, you know, nourish and, and feed people and keep them alive. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I, you know, I joined the team and you know, yeah, man, it's a lot. It's a lot, but I'm definitely glad I joined the team. 
No, that's dope. And I have some thoughts, but before I give those, I definitely want to hear if uh, the stage has any thoughts before I, I tap in on some of my notes here. Um, anyone from the stage? Um, how you guys feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling so inspired. And I just wanted to say, you know, thanks to the team for coming through here today and sharing the project and the the process. Um, I'm too, I'm a collector and also a creator working on um, a project right now. And this is, this was very good for me. This was the fuel that I needed. So I just wanted to say thank you. And you got a supporter in me. Thank you so much. Yeah, and you, you may even have a developer. Hello. Who knows? <laughs> hey. Hello. Uh, you know what? You're right. I also wanted to just speak on the um, the utility question that you posed earlier, because it's just no law written that these projects have to have utility. And a lot of times, sorry, a lot of times when the roadmap is super long or the utility is put first, it just sounds like a major sales pitch and sometimes scammy. And I think what attracted me to NFTs as a creator in real life was that it's an opportunity for finally the artist to not starve and to get some residuals and some results. So I think for smaller projects, it's okay to just let the art and the artist be the utility because that's the whole point. So we can we can take care of ourselves and and live on in a way that, you know, can be uh, you can feel that appreciation before we're dead or long gone. And then all of a sudden the artwork is worth millions of dollars and our families and our families never see a penny of it. So I think people need to cut it out with the utility. And like, if you're in it for the art, let it be for the art. And for these major companies that are coming in, you know, Nike and Adidas, those are the main people we should be yelling at for utility because they got enough of our money already. That's a great point. Anyone else? I just want to say, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm definitely hearing you 100%. These big companies, uh, they're getting away with a lot of things. I think I think Tech was touching on that the other day as well. That's dope. I appreciate appreciate that, Bria. Uh, so you mentioned a couple of things, Tech, that caught my attention, and I don't want to make the assumption that um, I understand what they are, right? And I think it's important to to bring light to them. You mentioned two things: testnet, which I have an idea what that is, and um, and and it could be you know a wrong idea, and also gas parameters. Okay, yeah. so what do you mean? Well, let's let's do gas parameters first because I'm more intrigued by that, and then we'll do testnet. What do you mean by gas parameters? What what does that look like? What are you doing with that? Man, let me see how to how, how I best summarize this. So let's say, and I'll give you a real, a real world example, and then and then we go from there. All right. So like, let's say you're going from New York to DC and New York to DC, you know, you need three quarters of, of a, of your tank filled up, right. To get from New York to DC nonstop, because when you're doing these transactions on the blockchain, there's no pit stops. So you have to have enough gas to get there to say, Hey, you made it from DC to New York safely. And if you don't have the gas, uh, uh, you don't get, in this example, you don't get stuck on the side of the road. You get sent back home like like you didn't start, but you lose your gas money. So whenever you're interacting with the blockchain, depending on 
on one, the efficiency of the smart contract and then the size of operations you have going, you have to feed it that much gas in order for it to fulfill the transaction. Because what, what, one of the things that can happen is you'll have a user because the users don't know how to get calculate gas. All they're doing is saying they're going to your site, connect, they're buying your token or they're minting your, your NFT or whatever. And you're calculating that gas for them. The users always have the ability to modify that gas if they know how to, you know, you know, manipulate the, their their MetaMask, their trust wallet, their SafePal wallet, whatever it is. Um, so when we were in testnet and we were doing this, we were getting a very specific um, GUI number. It was uh, at the time it was eighty five thousand. And when we rolled out, when we rolled out the first night, those parameters were good enough. What happened was there was a shift um, in the complexity on the network and and the demand. I think it was when Bitcoin was slightly recovering. You know how when Bitcoin does whatever it does, everything follows. And we were giving it eighty five thousand, but for whatever reason that day it needed ninety four thousand guay, which at, at the time was not, not even uh, a one one hundredth of an Ethereum, very small, maybe like seven or eight dollars. Um, so our very first mint failed, right? It was it was our, it wasn't one of us. Our mints worked out, um, but the person who minted they 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 failed. They didn't lose all of their gas. They lost something like seven dollars worth of gas. Um, and then we saw those things happen. Um, and then I just went back in there and assessed how much it needed, and we we adjusted it. And one of the things that that I learned was you have to give it a little bit of buffer. Because it, it might not exceed that, it might not need everything, but in order, the, the way transactions work on, work on a blockchain, you could give it 10 ETH worth of gas if it only needs $7. It's only going to use $7. But no one wants to transact in that way, right? No one wants to say, hey, I'm going to buy an a NFT that costs 0.1, but I'm going to give you one ETH worth of gas. You figure it out and the remainder you give it back to me. No one wants to do that. Because possibly you never get your ETH back, um, so it's it's really about configuring it so that uh, you're using the right amount of gas, um, so that it, it ensures that that transaction or that transfer is going to go through. And 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 th- that there's a subtle difference between mainnet and uh, testnet. Testnet's very predictable um, because the way uh, Rinkeby at least is set up is a, a proof of stake network. I know. I know. Uh, Ethereum 2 is supposed to be coming out and that's going to be proof of stake. But there's so many variables and it's so dynamic in mainnet because you have miners coming in and out. You have you have uh, demand, you know, fluctuating. So that that's one of those things that when you do release your smart contract, um, beyond the smart contract is that interaction, that gas calculation is 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 in the ballpark so that People aren't one aren't wasting their time and two aren't wasting their resources trying to mint something because you didn't you weren't you didn't have you didn't code your DAP to make it easily configurable um, to to adjust that on the fly. I know I went on a run, but do you have to I think you have to explain all of that? I guess. No, I appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. So um, thoughts on Sage before before we we move forward. Yeah, no, uh, Andrew, I'm glad you brought that up. I was thinking about the test net and the main net uh, as well. I've been doing some reading recently. And uh, uh, Tech, can you can you um, talk a little bit about um, using test net so that way uh, when you're 
when you're working with testnet, the bots can't crawl your NFT collection prior to minting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So rule number one is don't name your 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 project on testnet exactly what it is on on mainnet. That's that's one of the first things. When when you're dealing in testnet, um, you also don't deal with the real metadata. You're not going to put your real images out there. Um, and and the, the, it, with an NFT, the meta if you're doing an off chain NFT. An on-chain NFT is a completely different uh, ball game. That's like the on-chain monkeys and, and anything on-chain. But when you're doing off-chain, the 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 metadata and the image don't matter to the blockchain, right? What matters is can you mint that token, and 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 then there's some properties that are tied with an with an NFT, which is uh, the standard for an NFT is a ERC seven twenty one. Right. That's just a, a set of properties that every NFT has. Um, so you don't deal with your metadata in uh, in testnet. That's not what it's for. You don't deal with your images. That's not what it's for. It's really for verifying that your contract, once you deploy it, is behaving the way you designed it. Um, in, in, in short, and, and there's ways to validate uh, your metadata and, and your images. Uh, after the fact, but that's not what you would use testnet for. Um, but you, you would have your placeholder metadata that could have um, the similar structure that, that you're going to put out on your, when you get to mainnet. But one thing about, you know, metadata and images is they're all the same because it follows the ERC 721 standard. And if you go on OpenSea and you look at their documentation, they'll walk you through how you need to structure your, your, your JSON, your metadata, so that when it's presented on OpenSea, you have that rarity and those properties and those things that, you know, might give one image more value than another. Appreciate that. So, um, any thoughts on stage? Because we're going to open up for questions and, and a few. Everybody okay? All right. Uh, so investment price, what are we looking at? Where are we at with, um, you know, minting and, and you know, all, all those things? Um, Tat, where are we at? Yeah. So uh, our mint, our public mint just opened on Monday. I'm pretty sure the fifth or, or no, no, no. Today is Monday. Sorry about that, dude. Every day feels the same. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was uh, Saturday. Saturday is when we opened up the public mint um, and everyone that's on public mint will mint at 0.07 ETH. Um, and yeah, we've been, we've been fairly doing, doing fairly well. Um, we're going to, we've been in the community spaces, Andrew, you seen that, uh, we've been out there in the space doing like 12 hour spaces, 14 hour spaces. It's been exhausting, but it's definitely been an, like a, it's been a fun journey because you get to literally make different connections. And one thing that I want to say before is like, I really have been learning these past couple of days that you really never know who's listening to you. Like my coach used to tell me all the time, you never know who's watching you play. When you're on that field, play your heart out. Like it's the last day you're going to play, even if it's a preseason game. And I never like as, as kids young, younger than, you know, like 16, 17, like I never really understood that. I was like, man, you, you know, I'm just, I'm going to play hard. But like, I didn't think about it. And I didn't think what that meant. Uh, the other day I made one of the greatest connections I've made in like a, like a, six people space <laughs> you know what i mean like one of my biggest connections uh you know somebody in the music industry somebody in the nft space that i made a connection with that's like whoa and you really you really never know who's listening so uh definitely took that with me 
I appreciate that. So is, is it tough to promote your, your project? Like I know that there's a lot of NFT spaces and then people are giving you the, uh, um, I can't even think of how they pronounce it. Chill, uh, chill and chill rooms and stuff like that. Is it tough to promote your projects these days? What does that look like? We're, yo, we're in, we're imagine you're swimming with a bunch of sharks, right? You got to learn how to stay afloat. Um, a lot of the business aspect rules the space, right? And that's what I've seen. And I'm just being super honest. Like a lot of the people with the resources are going to shine before somebody, you know, that's trying to do it organically does. And I know that most people know that. I know some people don't. A lot of these projects out here are, um, you know, doing other things to get looked at. Um, and that's something we, we are not doing. We're, we're doing organic things. We're, we're in those spaces. And Andrew, you, 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 um, you found something in our project that you liked and you invited us up here, like things like that. We we're not paying for none of this. You know what I mean? This is stuff that is organic off the straight, the strength of and power of energy, like strictly that. Right. So, um, it, it, I would say it's a bit tough. It's a bit tough. Um, especially in, in doing it organically, but, um, I guess if you have the resources to be able to, you know, or the connections or also the connections to be able to be in front of people's faces, I think it becomes a bit easier for you. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, yeah, so I, I do love the energy and the vibe that I see in, in spaces where, with the minting parties and and you guys uh, are, are taking, you know, four or five different projects and then just dedicating that time only to those projects to promote and the 10 plus hours of minting and just collaboration. People are singing, uh, celebrating, and I, and I love that. And um, maybe it's just because I like to be in a cave most of the time. I don't see that here. I mean, please object to that. Maybe it's just me, but I don't see that vibe here. And I want to bring that energy over from Twitter spaces here where you have the opportunity to tell your story and, you know, people get the opportunity to ask their questions um, and, and just uh, vibe out in that way. So, and I, and I think that's where we are right now. So stage is open for questions. And uh, if you are going to raise your hand, please make sure you have socials attached and then we'll do that. And then we'll, we'll touch on some final thoughts before we let you guys go. Uh, anybody on stage have any thoughts? Hey, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing? What's up, Rudy? What's going on? Oh, cool. I just um just jumped on. Heard heard was listening real shortly. Um, the eight 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 collection. How did that number come about? Is there any significance to that particular number? Uh, actually, it's funny that you asked that. Yes, um, we are a collection of forks, and again, I'm a musician, so these things are cool to me. Um, we we are forks, and it's eight 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 eight. What do you do with a fork? You eat eight, eight. So we decided to go with eight. <laughs> that was simple and fair enough. Cool. And also, I just heard I'm just now living on the chain and off the chain. I just got educated on this, that some NFTs don't actually stay on the blockchain. And if they don't pay the fees or whatever associated with that, it's off and you can lose them. Is that truth to that? There is there is truth to that, right? Um, Off-chain literally means that you absolve the blockchain of any responsibility. Um, the way, the, the the proper way, and when you read documentation as to how you pair files um, with the blockchain is to use uh, interplanet interplanetary file system, IPFS, right? Um, it's something that once that person has paid enough and they've gotten their files pinned to IPFS, the files never go away. Um, the problem with that is that 
it's 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 a process that isn't too keen to errors, right? So like let's say you have eight thousand images and let's say you uploaded eight thousand images and it took took your computer uh two hours, three hours to get that uploaded. If you noticed a flaw um in that collection, you have to, you know, go through that whole process again. So it's not something that you 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 should do initially. Um until you you've actually verified that your metadata and your images are all are all you know full you know flawless you're never going to make changes to it um so that that opens the door where you can host your files elsewhere like amazon google um, microsoft azure um so that you can easily manipulate these things um as the project is is starting to roll out um but back to your question uh, or, or your statement, whichever one it was, you do need to at some point migrate. And some projects out the gate come out with IPFS. Um, with what the forks right now, they're hosted on on Amazon S3. Um, one of the reasons is that uh, it's there's, there's there's a few things right that come into play every time you have to interact with your smart contract because you uploaded your images to IPFS. You're going to get a URL that's uh, called a CID. Right. And, and anytime you change that, you have to pay uh, you have to pay gas to interact with your smart contract to update that new pointer. So it's almost like if you're going from uh, one email server to another, you just have to pay those fees. Working with with Tatico, one of the things that we've, we've, we've been is be as efficient as possible with the resources you have. Um, and when you're working with something that isn't IPFS, they can host your files you can make changes to accommodate any mistakes you've made. And once, you, you know, once everything's settled and you're done making those changes, then you, you, you migrate from a fluid file system to a more permanent state, which is what IPFS is. Um, but like anything, right, even though, you know, the blockchain is, you know, it's supported by, it's decentralized, supported by many people, um, IPFS also has the same, uh, core pillars or foundation. It's it's supported by thousands of of nodes. So the concept that an IPFS can go down is just as far far fetched or far reached as as the blockchain. But if you are hosting it on something like AWS or or Google or Azure, and that person who is hosting the files stops paying for that, then those files are no longer available to you. There's a caveat though. If you're dealing with OpenSea specifically. Um, OpenSea actually archives any images that have been sold or interacted with on um, on their marketplace. So if if you're part of a project that that the ownership decided to stop paying for that file service, you can still get your images from OpenSea. The only problem is if because you don't need OpenSea to interact with with the blockchain. If you try to retrieve those images. Um, outside of OpenSea, you'd probably get a blank pointer if that person stopped paying their bill. So it's it's key to get onto an IPFS and and get it pinned as soon as possible. But there are ways around that um, that that are more uh, uh, con- conducive to preserving your resources. Thanks for that knowledge. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Rudy. Appreciate you. Any other questions on stage? And if you're raising your hand and the, your socials aren't attached, this is not the stage for you. Just so you know that up front. Um, any other questions on stage? Uh, concerns? Uh, thoughts? Hey, yeah, just uh, just real quick, I want to say I love the fact that you guys, uh, that you're community building with the DAO. And I uh, wanted to find out if 
um, since since you you're newly minting, um, you know, have you had feedback from the community as far as the things that they would like to see? I know they haven't voted on things yet, but have uh, have you guys had communication with the community as far as that stuff, the metaverse or or any of these projects? So I'll say most of the things that uh, our community has said we are already working on or have or have thought about working on, right? Uh, we're still fairly uh, a new community, fairly a smaller community, um, you know. So, so the things, so the you know, there since there's not a lot of people, there's not a lot of uh, concerns or questions or anything like that. Which I, again, there shouldn't be any concerns, but there's always somebody asking, and you got to answer to the community, right? It's only right. So, um, yeah, that those are things that uh, a lot of the things that they've they've mentioned, uh, either we're working on or we're looking to announce. Most of the things that we've gotten isn't really like, oh, hey, you should do this. Rather, oh, I can't wait to hear more about this, right? Like the the uh, what the four foods box that we're gonna do. Um, there's a lot of great things about that that part of the project that like could essentially make a a business for the rest of time. Not only through the you know through through um, through the art, but we're looking at it as a brand, right? Everybody on our team, our, our friend Jack, he's in Australia. He's not able to be here because of the time zone, but. Um, he's a great help to the team as far as the business side of things as well, because he, um, he likes to, you know, he's into that. He likes to do, you know, talk about the deeper things. Right. And he's always saying, this isn't just an NFT project. This is a brand essentially, or eventually I hope that, you know, as I go up in, in my music career, I can attach this project somehow to my music and then that will give him more exposure. And then like, you know, things like that, that, uh, that I've taught, touched on and talked about people are more like, we can't wait to see this rather than be like, oh, hey, maybe you should try this, right? I think we're, I think we'll get there eventually, you know, where, where people will put their, uh, their thoughts into it and, and we can improve from there as well because there's always room for improvement, so. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. As you're saying that I'm thinking, you know, holders possibly getting, you know, an unreleased track or, or you know, in the, in the box, you know, getting an unreleased track, you know, something like that. But uh, no, that's dope, man. I really, really enjoy your project. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, definitely. And, and that music will be in like integrated somehow, some way uh, to our holders for sure. Yeah. So about that music, the, the track that you played the other day that I heard when I was in that that uh, other room and hanging out with the apes and you played a song and you said that song changed your life. What is um means a lot I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly the words you, you use but I, I can't remember at this point but had a, a dramatic impact on your life that particular track that you played what's happening with that and you know in terms of release and how are you going to incorporate that and things that we're going to see in the future wow this is um this makes it exciting for me way more than it already is right because music is my passion. Like this project is a hundred percent my passion. I'll say music is 101. You know what I mean? Like, and, and to be able to put the two together, that's 201%, you know what I mean? Uh, into all of this. So, um, I had no plan at first to integrate the music, um, you know, intertwine them both together with this project. But as I've gone through the community and like grown and, and, you know, people have heard about me and learned about me, I've played these songs and it's just so happened that the other day I played the song, right? And I'll tell you the backstory real quick um, about this song after, after, after I tell you how it is. So I played the song and I said the song meant the world to me. As, as it ended, as the song ended, before anybody said anything, I said, I will tell you all this. This song changed my life for X and Y reason. 
And for that reason, when What the Forks NFT is minted out, I will find a way to put it out to the holders or find a way to put the song out so the people in the world can hear it. Um, that song, we've had a lot of, like, so there's been, you know, uh, Netflix has wanted it. Uh, there's a company that wanted it for commercials and things like that. Um, but unfortunately, as most, I think most of you know, like there's a lot of legality issues when it comes to beats. And I found this beat on YouTube. I tried to buy the exclusive rights, um, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't budge. I was willing to do anything at the time I had $0 in my pocket. Uh, I was like, I'll do anything to get the exclusive rights to the song because I know this song is a, is a huge record and, but they wouldn't budge. And I bought a certain license, like the, the, like the, the best thing you can buy before the exclusive. And when the time came and people were looking for it, you know, Netflix for a show and things like that, my manager hits me up about it and he tries to talk to the producers and the producers are like, nope, we're not going to let you do that. So that's the biggest problem we've had and where that song hasn't been able to put be put out. But, um, uh, you know, I said to myself, I said, I want to make a promise to, to these people uh, because they will have a big impact. You know, the holders of this project will have a big impact in changing our lives uh, as much as that song changed my life. So I feel like it's only right to uh, to give that song to, to all the holders. Um, and real quick, I'll tell the story. We used to rent a studio, like I told y'all before. Uh, the guy that rented us a studio, he was, um, I'll say he wasn't the best character. I'll say that he, he was, a, he liked to do dirty business and things like that. Um, and I told him, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm leaving the studio. Obviously you see what's going on in the world. I can't really afford to pay for it. Cause no customers are coming in, uh, are going to be coming in. And, uh, I just don't want to be here anymore. Like I was trying to get away from him, uh, as, as quick as possible. And so we did. And the last day when I was getting all my stuff from out of the studio, he, uh, he looks at me and he goes, um, so you're going back to square one, huh? Nothing changed about your life. You're going to be going back to your parents' house you know, and I was like, uh, you know what? I am going back to my parents' house, but I did things that I've never done in my life in the studio. Um, with that, the studio changed my life. Um, and he's like, yeah, sure, I guess. Um, and he kind of like brushed it off and left, like slammed his door and, you know, left in his car. Um, and I was like, okay. And I thought about it. And I remember that was, a, that is the last song in the Hills. The, so the record that you heard, um, was the last song I ever did in that studio. And I said, this song will, and it's going to change my life. And um, yeah, it's it's been proven over and over that people want this song. People want to hear this song. And I feel like this song is a, eventually going to be a global hit, hopefully. Amazing track. Um, so before I close hand raising, um, final call for uh, questions from the audience. Uh, this is your time. Make sure you have socials attached um, before I close hand raising. And then we'll do final thoughts from the stage all right so i'm looking right now i don't see any hands all right blaze on what do you got what's going on thank you for the space andrew as well um yeah ted i, I had between um you and uh uh oh my goodness what's her name uh can't Alberta. think of her name yeah, yeah so what was the thing, because my, my niece, I'm trying to get her into NFTs. You know, she's already an artist. She's very talented. You know, she does a lot of anime and things like that. But, you know, she's 17 years old. So and she's still in school. So I'm, I'm trying to maneuver everything. So I own my own business and everything, you know, so I don't have the full time because I'm, I'm doing so much. But uh what I do try to do is just sit with her from time to time and teach her about cryptocurrency, NFTs and things like that. 
but she definitely wants to get her art out there, but she just don't know, you know, where to start. I don't know where to start when it comes to that as well. So what was one of the things as far as, you know, if you had to look at it like, uh, you know, roadmap or budget wise, uh, how to do this? Like, you know, how can you start off budget wise with the like a roadmap? So I'll tell you this. Um, one of the biggest things we Miranda and I thought about was like, yo, we're 22. We're gravitating to the youth. The youth is here to stay. Uh, this space will be uh, owned one day by the 20 year olds today. They'll be 40 one day. And, and whatever changes we make today is going to it's, it's going to be what affects us in the future. Right. So one of the biggest things for us was to onboard younger kids, you know, like 16, 17, 15, whatever, however old you are, uh, just the youth because it matters to us a lot. I would say just start off building building um relationships like twitter space is the best thing and i'll tell you this i'm just gonna be honest if you're young in the space you get a lot of attention because you're young you're young in the space and her being an artist a female artist in this space is incredible like Miranda's gotten so much attention and like she said she's an introvert you know but it's inevitable right um you're gonna get attention you're you're a female artist a lot of the spotlight in the in the nft space is on the, you know, women led projects and female artists. Like that's incredible. Web three is a space for women. It's inclusive. A lot of these spaces in crypto, it's all about, you know, a bunch of men in one, in one place. Right. And so the NFT space is making that shift and making that change for young ladies and, and grown women, um, you know, to, to be able to, to shine and be themselves as well. And that's what we love about this space. Right. Uh, because you feel included in this space, especially, you know, being so young. Uh, I would say the first thing is that go into Twitter spaces all the time, as much as you can. I know she's still in school. You know, as long as you get everything done, grab an hour or two to connect with people, find NFT spaces, go into our spaces. We're always having spaces. So it's all about that. And second, I would say if she doesn't have the the digital uh, things that she needs to in order to be able to like draw and such, I would say try to work on that and get you an iPad and, a, and an Apple Pencil, and that will take you very far. Connections and and, the, and a tablet with a pencil, I promise you it'll take you very far. And essentially, you'll end up finding a dev just like I did, and you'll end up finding a team just like I did, and people that really believe in you. It's not. It's really not that difficult as long as you know how to connect with people. Energy is everything that you need in this space. Um, yeah. Appreciate that, Todd. Appreciate that, Blazon. Yeah, I just want to say, um, uh, go ahead, Rob. No, it was just my clapping. My daughter has an iPad and a pencil too. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need, man. That's that's pretty dope. Yeah, I just want to say I did close hand raising. Um, thank you so much for uh, being part of this conversation. And also, if you want to continue the conversation, definitely tap into the Discord, which I've linked up top, thealliancediscord.com. Uh, typically, what happens there, I share uh, who's coming, right? So if you're tapped into Discord, you would have known that. Uh, Tat was coming to give the gems, right? So definitely tap in uh, for that so you know who's coming. I do have some guests that I'm trying to line up this week as well. And then also follow Tat because Tat spends a lot of time, a lot of time on Twitter spaces. So if you're spending time there, what you'll see other projects that are, you know, same mindset, uh, same vibe, same energy, uh, just to give good to the world. So definitely tap in on what is going on there. So I'll leave the Discord up for a little bit, but the last link I'll put up will be the NFT project, wtforks.nft. Um, 
WT Forks NFT. Uh, I'll put that link up. That'll be the last link you'll see before we exit the room. So any final thoughts before we wrap up? Congratulations again. Thank you. This this is Jason. I'm going to have to catch a replay because it sounds like I kind of missed the meat and potatoes, but just want to give a shout out to uh, you for hosting this room. And uh, I always think it's great that you're bringing new people in and letting them explain their projects. And uh, I followed 9000 in tech on Twitter, so can't wait to hear more about their projects. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And it's definitely been a, a blessing it. to be up here uh, with all these fine people in here, man. It's uh, it's incredible the the things that you can do through just a just a device. Right. So I'm very thankful for, for you guys having us up here. I wanted to shout out my team, man. This is incredible, incredible group of people here. Uh, El Miranda, please follow her like she deserves all the praise. Like I, I know that I'm you know, I'm, I'm frontlining right now, but uh she deserves all the praise. I'm telling you guys, like she, without her, she would, this, none of this would have been able to be done in, in, in her hard work and dedication that she put into this project. Um, you know, it's, I was it's, looking for her to find her. Where, where she's at? She, uh, she's at Verinda underscore Ray on, um, on Twitter. Uh, I'm talking from the same, we're talking from the same phone cause we are on the, in the same room. So we didn't want to like, you know what I mean? But, um, in the in the link that uh that Andrew just posted, her Instagram or not her Instagram, sorry, her Twitter is definitely in there, and also on our OpenSea. Yeah, it looks like uh, looks like you put a great team together. So that's uh, that's really what it's all about, you know, the community and and putting a, a great team together. And like you said, you're front running, but man, you you got a you got a great team. You got the artists, you got the dev, you got you know. I'm looking at your at your whole team on your website right now. You guys got it together. So appreciate it, man. Definitely appreciate it. Shout out to Bailey as well. He's been here from day one. Uh, a friend of mine since we were both like 13, 12 years old. You know what I mean? So I've known this, this guy for a very long time. He's been here with me. So definitely shout out to him. And you guys please follow him as well. Where, uh, where can we hear the track? Uh, if I, if you guys would like, I can close you out with the track. How about that? I'll give you, I'll give you guys a little, a little something of the track. Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. If he's if you're down, man, one hundred percent, man. All right. So I know that uh, uh, Clubhouse has a music audio quality, right? Like yeah, I don't. I don't know how it, it works. I... Yeah, I don't know how it works, but um, but I'm, I'm I'm down to hear it. All right. So I set it on. Can you guys? Are you guys able to hear me? It's a little bit low now. It's lower now. You're good. You're good now. Okay. Let's, let's test it out. Y'all let me know if it's playing correctly. Real quick. Yes. Flash your mic yes. if you guys can hear it. In the gray, I'm riding to the dust, feeling high, but I'm always feeling low on my damn self. I'm always trying to get me for the things I never did to deserve all the things that I would goddamn. Understand me now, and 
second round Now I'm just forced to do myself a favor can't take back the time that I spent Wasting my time between these four walls Now I'm in the gray, I run to the hills Feeling high, feeling high In the gray, I run to the hills Feeling high, but I'm always feeling low My damn self Life always trying to get me for the things I never did To deserve all the things that I would got down That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That was dope. Dope, dope, dope. Thank you, thank Love you. Love to hear the rest. Yeah, I was just, I'm um, just grateful to to have y'all come through and and uh, just looking at the the list of the individuals on stage right now. Super dope. We have educators, Mr. V. Shout outs to you, fashion designers. We got Bria and the house. So you never know. Look, look at these bios. You never know who you could tap in with. I'm definitely looking at text bio right now because I'm considering a project in the near future. I don't know how near, but I'm looking at tech tech right now. I'm eyeing them, side eyeing them, just looking. I, I see so, you looking at me. Uh, this is the why bar. these spaces. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is why we have these, you know. And I just looked at my DMs, and I may have one confirmed for Friday. Uh, so just giving y'all a heads up since y'all here. So if you're into Let's just say if you're into STEM, we might have a conversation coming up on that soon. I'm not going to give too much, but tap into the Discord and you might get more information about who's coming this week. Um, and this one might happen on Friday. So, so Tat, man, just uh, bless you, man. God bless you for taking the time to come through with your team. Any final thoughts? And then we'll close out, man. All good, man. This is, a, I, I should say, this is our first official interview, like our first official AMA. So I'm definitely grateful to be here. Definitely grateful. You were you were the first person to do it because this has been nothing but comfortable for me, nothing but loving for me. Like I feel good here. I feel you know what I mean. Like it's just a a whole lot of love. So I definitely uh, I'm definitely thankful for that, guys. Thanks for listening to this crypto life. For more information and updates, visit thealliancediscord.com. That's thealliancediscord.com.